Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. Good morning and welcome to the match game. I'm your host, Pastor Mike. Are you excited for this morning? All right, all right. So to my left, I have our panelists, our judges, the wonderful Alan Lynch, the amazing Rebecca Jury, the established Carlos Nieves. And to my right, we have our contestants, Mr. Luis Delgado. And the amazing, the beautiful, the anointed, my wife, Yandria Bermudez. All right, so... You guys familiar with the, with the rules? Yes. All right, I'm going to go over them anyways, just to be sure, okay? <laughs> All right, so each contestant will be given a statement in which they will have to fill in the blank, okay? After I read the statement, each contestant will have a few seconds to ponder your response, okay? And at that same time, our judges, our panelists, are going to be writing down their answers. The objective of the game is to try to guess at least one of the, of the panelists' answers. If you get one of them right, you win the game, okay? We good? We clear? You guys got it? Can we, can we get excited and make some noise for our contestants this morning? All right. Ladies first. All right, so the phrase is this. The Miami Dolphins are really trying to make it to the Super Bowl. So much so that they have decided to change their blank. The Miami Dolphins are really trying to make it to the Super Bowl. So much so that they have decided to change their blank. Panelists, once you're done, flip it over. Are we good? We are good. Contestant. Oh. We're still going there? Yeah? You're drawing a picture? We have a Picasso. All right. Well, I have no idea what that is. Um, it's not Jeopardy. Yeah. All right. So, contestant number one, what is your answer? Their coach. Their coach. It's not a bad answer. Their coach. Panelists. Yes. Take it away. Take it away. Where am I going to take it? <laughs> All right. So... Oh, this is not the dad joke thing. No. Okay, no, all right. All no. right, great. All right, then we'll, uh, we'll just go ahead and reveal the answers. And I think uh, I came up with Coach. Hey! hey. All right. All right. All right. So I, I think I'm dating myself with the Dolphin history. So my answer was quarterback. The quarterback. <laughs> That's sorry. as much as I know about football. Tua, if you're watching online, I'm so sorry. All right. I went a little further. I'm sorry. They tried both of those. It didn't work. I put down their team. Oh! <laughs> Just get rid of the whole team. Oh, man. We're at church. Oh. They're going to be hey. the Miami Snappers now. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. Hey, she got a point. Give it up for Yandia. With the answer, Coach. All right, Lewis, you have an opportunity to at least tie the game, okay? If you get it wrong, my wife wins. By the way, she's pregnant. You shouldn't beat a pregnant woman, okay? All right, here's the second phrase. Rush hour traffic on the Palmetto Expressway is a breeze as long as I have blank. Rush hour traffic on the Palmetto Expressway is a breeze as long as I have blank. Are we ready? ready. Louis Delgado. What's your answer, my brother? Good music. Good music. That's pretty good. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Good music. Good music. What, what music would that be, by the way? All of them. Better. All right. All of them. All of the music. All yes. Of the, all of the music. Yes. That's extremely difficult to do, but 
for the sake of this game show, we're going to go with it. All right. Panel is number one. All right. Although uh, I agree with you because, man, I am, uh, I'm a big music fan, and I think all the musics are good, too. Yes. Especially polka, right? And, uh, and some, and some, and some uh, electronic, uh, I don't know, bagpipes yes. or something like that. Yes. That would be really cool. Right? All of them. But, uh, no, I think it would be a lot easier if the car would drive for you. I say a Tesla. Oh. <laughs> All right. You still have two more opportunities. You still have two more opportunities. So I commuted many, many years on that at Palmetto Expressway, so I'm just keeping it real, and my answer is lots of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I think that's the answer. All right, this is your last opportunity last to have a chance, okay? Sorry. If anybody has had a broken air conditioning, oh. A.C. Oh. Well, I like the plan words there. A breeze, AC, what a guy. You coming for my job? Come on now. Guys, Yandria is the winner, but give it up for both of our contestants and our panelists. Enjoy the rest of today's service. Welcome to our final um, series, Games People Play. Wasn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. These guys, I'm telling you, it takes, it takes a while to plan these games. And uh, we're thankful for those who uh, take part in that, man. We, uh, we appreciate you guys for um, your efforts uh, because it does take a while to kind of do this. So thank you for production team. And I know Mikey is part of that as well. So, all right. You guys ready to receive a word yeah. this morning? Yeah? All right. Can I pray? Sweet. Let me pray for a minute. Father, we, uh, we thank you for your people that are gathered here, God, just to receive a word. God, I just pray that you would just put me to the side. Just allow your words to penetrate inside and, and through me, God, and just allow your people to receive your word. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. All right. So again, welcome to Renew, uh, the final week of games people play. My name is Pastor Rick. Um, so this whole month, it was about um, in how to win in relationships, how to win in relationships. So the first week, Pastor Trevor shared a sermon of, it's called Dem, Demons. I have a problem with that. The demons that we face. For example, the ungrateful, the unloving, the unreliable. Like, we must fix them, right? Or confront them. And it's not about fixing others, but fixing ourselves. And then the following week, Pastor spoke about the excuse game. Either you have results or you can have excuse, but you can't have both. And then last week, Pastor preached about the blame game. We say, you know, it's not my fault. And we blame others instead of taking responsibilities. Sometimes we say the devil made me do it. Now this morning, we will end the series with a series called The Pretend Games. What is pretend games? Well, when we pretend to be someone we're not. So, let me share um, with a story this morning. And so as a teenager, I worked at this place. I worked actually in the warehouse. And I didn't, I'm not going to say the name of it. 
Uh, but they sold appliances, they sold uh, jewelry, they sold cameras. And I was working in the warehouse. And so there was uh, this, not an old woman, she was older than, than me. I was a teenager, I was in high school, and she was in college. And I knew she had a crush on me. And so, of course, typical me would kind of flirt with her. Like, hey, mama, how are you? You know, you know, boys, right? Kind of getting that, that score. And so one, we just became great friends. And so there was a time um, that I went into a department. I was wearing these, I remember I was wearing these pink Edwin pants. Yeah, some of you know. If you're from the 80s, some of you young guys are like, what? That, that's weird. <laughs> but that's what I wore back in, the, back in the 80s. And with a tank top showing kind of my, my muscles. So I walked into her department, and I said, hey, I want to buy that necklace. But I came in with a stolen credit card. And she's like, wait a minute. Is that credit card stolen? I said, no, it's, it's not stolen. I promise you that this is my mom's credit card. She's like, come on, Ricky. Are you sure that's not stolen? I go, listen, come on, girl, don't you know me? You know, come on, girl, you know, we have some history together. Come on, you know that. We're good friends, right? Are you sure you're not lying? No, I'm not lying. I'm telling you, this is my mom's credit card. And she's like, okay, okay. After a few minutes, I walked out with a $1,200 gold chain. You know, I was kind of putting on the show for her. And so I walked out of the store, and the friend that was with me said to me, hey, why don't we go to another store and buy some more things? I'm like, Okay, let's go. And so we went to a couple of stores, and on the way out, here comes mall security. Hey, come here, guys. They booked us. We went to jail. One of the, one of the reasons why I didn't serve jail is because we ended up returning everything that we stole including that $1,200 jail, I mean, uh, necklace, gold necklace. And so I, one of the, the things that I had to do is go into that warehouse that I worked for, and I had to apologize to the managers for what I did. Obviously, you know what happened, right? I got fired from that job. Of course, right? I, I, I deserve that. So I remember as, I, as I'm walking out of the store, I look to my right, and I see that girl that had a crush on me. And she looked at me with these eyes of disappointment. And I still remember that up to today. I remember that even up to now, those eyes of disappointment. You know, I, felt, I did feel guilty. I felt sad because of what I'd done to her. I was a hypocrite, you know. I pretended to be righteous. I pretended to be a friend. I pretended to be a good person. But in reality, I was greedy. I was a thief. I only cared about myself. And as we finalize this series, and I think in many ways, um, one of the most repetitive games that, that people played in our walk with Christ, is hypocrisy. Because we pretend to be a Christian, right? But we don't act like it. We pretend to be righteous, but we're not. We pretend to, that we care about others, but we don't. Hypocrisy are the people who confess Jesus Christ, but we walk onto the streets and deny him with a drop of a hat. Of the hat. Because hypocrisy is the reason why 
people don't come to, don't come to church, right? Because we come to church on Sundays, we're like, hey, Jesus, you're my God. And we start kind of like into a little jump, right, that I can't do. We love you, God, right? But on Mondays, Monday comes, and we're cursing out people because they cut us off on the freeway because they ticked us off. Where is the love, right? Where is that love? Where is that, that verse where it says, turn the other cheek, right? That, that love verse? To avoid violence, but yet we're being aggressive. We're being confrontational. And believe me, I know because I've been there. How often do you pretend to be interested with another person had to say because you wanted to appear compassionate when you can really care less about that person? Some church goers pretend to love people, but in reality, they're judging people, right? They're judging people of what they're wearing, how they look. And sometimes we're giving money, right? Some people give money and we're like, man, you know how much I gave to the church? Woo! I gave an excellent amount of money to the church. I'm a nice guy, right? I'm a holy guy. Because we, they, we, we want people to say, wow, that guy is generous. That guy is holy. A lot of us fight with our spouse right before church. And yet we're singing hallelujah. And we pretend that our lives are perfect. We do that. From the outside, we look good. But on the inside, our hearts are dead. From time to time, we all do these things, right? We say things like, that make us look like something we're not. Because hypocrisy is found in people who don't practice what they preach. Acting out the gospel rather than living it out. You see, Jesus regularly critiques religious leaders who focus on the outer appearance and people who practice faith for show. And so today, we're going to look at this passage. It's about the, uh, in the book of Matthews. The Pharisees appear to be perfect on the outside, but on the inside, they were dead. So I don't know if you guys are following us, if you guys have these. Uh, we're going to look in the book of uh, Matthew, um, chapter 22, 23, excuse me, verses 27 and 28. And it says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. So prior to Jewish uh, festivals that drew thousands of Jews to Jerusalem, the Pharisees commissioned, commissioned the whitewashing of all tombs. So in other words, they would paint the outside of the tombs white. This way, no one would accidentally touch the tombs. Otherwise, they would have to uh, be separated and be uncleansed for seven days. So what Jesus was trying to say to the Pharisees is, uh, hey, you look great on the outside, but on the inside... You're unclean. And guess what? Those that are following you are also touching death without even knowing it. So this speaks to the spiritual condition of the scribes and the Pharisees. Jesus is saying, man, on the outside you look great, man, in that Louis Vuitton outfit. You're looking good, right? You're set apart for God. But on the inside, you're spiritually dead. So where does the word hypocrite comes from? Well, it comes from the word Greek, which is the word actor, which means who plays the role, right? Jesus calls them hypocrites because their teaching was great, 
but they didn't know. They didn't do as they said. They were just playing a role. So if you're taking notes, stop putting on a show. So here's some of the things that, uh, that they would do. For example, pretending to give because they cared about the needs of the people. But the real motive was to be honored by the peers. The Pharisee would tell everyone, and they would make a big deal when they gave to people. So that way, others would say, wow, these guys are amazing. They're so generous. They wanted people to be impressed by their so-called spirituality, devoted to God and a kind heart. Jesus said that they loved making these long prayers in the synagogue or on the street corners where people can see them. You know that they also tied uh, these heavy loads on men's shoulders, but then themselves would not lift a thing. They told people that they must wash their hands, but they never did it. They wanted to be called rabbi or teacher, and they enjoyed the best seat on the banquets. You know, these guys were, again, putting on a show. When Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount, recorded in the book of Matthew, he repeatedly said, when you pray or fast or give, don't be like the hypocrites. In other words, don't show it off in front of others to appear more holy than others. Because he said, if you do this, if you try to appear to be more holy than others, he said, if you do this, don't expect a, a reward from God. Isn't that harsh? Because you've already received, you'll, you have already received the reward from the approval man. Wow. Hypocrites want people to think that they're good. And they hide who they really are. You know, on Sundays, we, uh, some of us, my wife made sure that I, that I say some of us. <laughs> you know, we put in a show. Praising Jesus, and we're singing hallelujah, right? We're singing hallelujah. But then comes Monday, comes that week, Tuesday, and we're arguing, right? We're screaming at the Burger King manager because they didn't do it my way. <laughs> Where's the love? Where's your love, your neighbor as yourself, right? Attitude kind of thing. Are we fake Christians? Hypocrites like the scribes and the Pharisees? See, hypocrite is a sin. God isn't concerned with what other people see on the outside. No, he cares about the inside of our souls. He cares about that. He knows what's inside of each of us. You know, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 17, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outer appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You see, we can fool other people, but we can't fool God. We can dress up on our Sundays in our Gucci clothes and carry our Gucci bag. But let me tell you something. When we, start, when we stand before God on Judgment Day, He will know if our insides are rotting or decaying bones or we're full of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So what's your motive? Why do we do what we do? You see, when you do good things, acts of, of righteousness, make sure you're doing it for God, okay? And not just to put it on a show for people around you. You see, in our day, just like Jesus' day, there are people who do religious things, but not because they are devoted to God, but because they're interested in looking good 
or being praised in front of our friends, our families, and sometimes even our pastors, right? We want to look good in front of our pastors. Amen? We've done that before. So what? Now, why am I sharing this with you this morning? Why is this important for our lives? You see, in the beginning, I, I, I shared a story with you, right? Of that woman who had a crush on me. And whom I pretended to be the son of the person on the credit card. You see, many of us are walking pretending to be someone we're not. And we're claiming to be the son of the most high. Many of us, we pretend to be the son of God. And what we're doing is we're putting a show on. We, think, we say things like, man, I'm praying for you, brother. But are we actually praying for that person? I'm guilty of that. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm guilty of that. We say we love God, but then we do something wrong and sinful. You know, we're misleading others when we do that. As Christians, we must follow, we must allow the relationship with God to work in our lives so that I can spread to others. You know, I told you earlier, Jesus can't stand hypocrisy. Did you hear that? Jesus can't stand hypocrisy. But let me tell you something about my Jesus. He has infinite grace. Let me tell you that again. He has infinite grace for us sinners, for me, for you. We can drop to our knees and say to God, change me, heal me. Heal me from this addiction. And he will do immeasurable things when we ask. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13 says, Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper. But the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. You see, when you sin, you have a choice. You can either keep that fake credit card to yourself... Hide it from others, not mention it to God, but guess what? You will not prosper. You won't. Or you can drop down to your knees and confess it to our heavenly God, and you will find mercy. Because if you ask, right, for help, you will find mercy. Drop the fake credit card, man. I promise you, you will receive the power of God to overcome anything in your life. Whatever you're struggling, drop it. Confess it to him. That is the God that we serve. Because whatever you decide in this matter will significantly affect your life. No man can sin too much. Too often or too horribly for God not to forgive him. Because his thoughts and ways are far above your thoughts and my ways. And his ability to forgive and pardon our sins. God has more forgiveness than any man. God will always accept the broken. Especially those that will surrender it, right? Surrender the addiction. Surrender the broken marriages and sinful habits. Because when we fall, he will lift us up. When I fail, he forgives. When I am lost, he is the way. He will never despise or reject that sacrifice. Only the proud, rebellion, and stubbornness keep you from confessing the sins right now. Now what? What do we do? Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you what we need to do to get right with God. First, we must get rid of the fake credit card, right? And stop putting on a show. 
listen, we're not perfect people. We are sinners. We are sinners. We do things that we don't want to do. And we don't want to go back to the things that we used to do. That's why it's so crucial to find a community that can help us walk. And I tell you this again, I tell you why small groups are important. It's a body of believers that, one, that we meet once a week to share openly with our struggles. In fact, we're going to start in a couple of weeks on June 13th. In fact, we're starting a women's ministry. Isn't that great? A small group for women? Yes. Come on. Yeah. Awesome. In our earlier service, all the men were clapping like I don't know why, but they were happy that their wives going to have a small group. Praise God, right? Praise God for that. So stop hiding your struggles. Stop hiding your struggles. You know, it's easy to point your fingers at hypocrisy in other people, but it's hard to see it in ourselves. For those of us who are Christians... How is our inside matching up to our outside? Do our actions match up with our claims to be a Christian? I believe that they have to. If it is not evident that we are Christians, then what are we? Are we like the Pharisees whom Jesus said, they say, but they don't do? We're guilty of what Jesus said about the Pharisees. Do we love the place of honor and the most critical seats? Do we give our 10% but neglect justice, mercy, and right and faithfulness? I think sometimes we, uh, we live life like if we were defeated. Like if Jesus never came out of that tomb. Let me tell you something this morning. Jesus is alive. Jesus did come out of that tomb. Live our lives, man. Like, like we're going to heaven today, you know? <laughs> I want to give you an opportunity to, this morning. I don't know. I don't know who's a Christian and who's not. But I want to give you an opportunity this morning. If you guys would just bow your heads this morning. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. It's a simple prayer. Where it says, Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God and the Savior of the world. I believe that you died and was raised to life. I believe that through your sacrifice that I am a new person. Forgive me of my sins and fill me with your spirit. Today I want to follow you, follow you for the rest of my life. If you prayed that this morning, would you lift, lift your hand so we can know? I see your hands. I see your hand. Amen. I see your hand. I see your hand. Maybe today, maybe there are some of you that are saying, you know what? I've been walking as a whitewashed tomb. Man, I've been a fake Christian for a long time. And I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be honest with who I am. Remember what I what I told you earlier? That verse. Whoever conceals their sins do not prosper. But the ones who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. 
maybe today you want to say, you know what, I want, I want you to pray for me, Pastor. There are some things that I'm hiding. I want to prosper this morning. If that's you, would you raise your hand this morning? If you're walking like a whitewashed tomb, would you raise your hand this morning? Maybe there's some things that you need prayer for. I see your hand. I see your hand. Amen. Can I pray with you this morning? Let me pray with you. God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. who lived a sinless life in this world. Something that I cannot do. But I am so honored that I am a child of God because of your grace. God, for those that that were bold enough to say, you know what, there's some things that I need to work on in my life. I am, I'm walking like a wash. Faith. God, help us today. Help us be real, God. Help us not pretend of who we are, God. May people see that in our lives, God. Don't let us walk as a fake Christian. Help us, Lord. You know, each of our hearts, you know, each person individually, God. And maybe those, God, that didn't raise their hand, God, I just pray that you be with them, that you touch them. That you would continue to work in their lives. God, be with the rest of the service today and help us, uh, God, not just not be a whitewashed tomb, God. Help us live righteously the way that you commanded us to do. God, thank you again. Be with us as we uh, head back home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, can we just stand up and let's worship the Lord together?
born again into your family. Your blood flows through my veins. I'm no longer a slave to fear, for I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear, for I am a child. doing this morning, church? 
praise God, man. Hey, he split the sea so that you can walk right through it. I'm going to say that again. He split the sea so that you, you can walk right through it. That's who God is, man. In our darkest times, when we've made our worst mistakes, he was already there preparing the way for us to receive his grace, to receive his mercy, to be renewed, to be restored, to forgive all of our sins. That, that thought, it wrecks me. It wrecks me because I know how far I've been from God. I know some of the things that I've done. But even in those times, he was planning and preparing the way to split the sea so that his child, son of God, can walk right through it. That's what he did for me. That's what he's done for you. What a blessing. What an honor to worship with you guys. Man, we are the sons and the daughters. Amen. Amen. You may be seated because I can preach here for another 20 minutes. And I got to do announcements. So I'll get you guys home, I promise. All right, man. Welcome to Renew Church. Good morning once again. I'm Pastor Mikey. Um, just to share with you guys some things we've got going on. Um, some of you guys are familiar with Hope Center that we've recently partnered with. It's a, it's a rehab program, and, and we're super proud of those guys. But if you want to learn more information about that, if you want to find opportunities to serve our Hope Center, or even if you know somebody who might want to check out the Hope Center, you can check out Miss Jackie in the, in the, on your way out. She has a table there with all the information about Hope Center that you need. I also want to share with you guys, baptism is coming up on May 29th. If you recently just started following Jesus, uh, man, we encourage you to, to take that next step and to get baptized. What baptism is, is baptism, it's just a public display of something that you've already chose to do on the inside, right? It's, it's you publicly saying, hey, I'm, I'm dying to my old self, right? That's what that represents when you go into that water, and I'm raising into new life with Christ when you jump out of the water. And it's a public display, again, of something that you've done inside of your heart, but you want the world to know. You want the world to know that I'm following Jesus. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. And so if that's you, if you've never been baptized, man, we, we encourage you, man, get baptized. If you have any questions, find a pastor or check out our website, renew.miami forward slash baptism, and you can even register for that baptism date. Um, another thing, Grad Sunday is coming up. Can we make some noise for the class of 22? Yeah, for sure. Class of 22, June 5th is going to be our, our graduation celebration. So if you have a grad, if you want them to be honored and celebrated on that day, go to our Next Steps tent and, and talk to one of the people there so we can sign you up and make sure that, that we include your loved one into that, uh, into that ceremony. And if you have a grad or if you are a grad, man, invite the, your whole friends and family. It's going to be a really special time and, and an opportunity to honor you and, and pray for you and, and just uh, man, celebrate your accomplishment in, in graduating. Um, last thing I want to mention is, I know for the last few weeks I've been talking about teen camp. Um, yeah, there we go. We've been talking about teen camp, and we have this fundraiser that's coming up on June the 3rd. It's this talent show slash auction, and really the goal of it is, guys, is we're trying to raise $15,000 to send 50 people to camp. And so, that's right. Praise God. Praise God. So, speaking of camp, check out this video. Our kids have been through it. Global pandemic, social tension, the country divided. And that's just in the last two years. Mental illness is at an all-time high. Culture becomes more and more toxic by the day. Young people are leaving the church in droves. Now, if you ask me, we can sit back and do nothing, or we can get to work for this generation. Teen Camp is bringing revival. The perfect place for teens to find out who they really are and who they're really meant to be. It's a place where healing happens, where forgiveness takes place, where friendships are made, where Jesus reaches a generation. We're accepting the call to invest in this generation with the truth of the gospel at any and all costs. We believe in this generation. They can be the ones to bring the truth of Jesus to people and places we just wouldn't have thought possible. We 
You've been sleeping for too long, church. The time to win a generation for Jesus is now. What are you going to do? I think you know. It's time to awaken. Awake, our teen camp this year, June 20th through the 24th in Lake Placid, Florida. Man, I'm, you guys are not going to want to miss that. If you have a teenager, if you know of a teenager, they've got to get to teen camp. It's going to be life-changing. We're, we're believing in it. We're, we're, we're just knowing that it's going to be that kind of thing. And so, again, mark your calendars, man. We're trying to raise $15,000 to send 50 people. The reason we're doing that is because we don't want the cost of camp to be a, an issue for any teenager. We don't want that to be a, a barrier or a roadblock for a student not being able to experience teen camp this summer. So, man, mark your calendars. June 3rd, it's Friday night. That's typically our youth night, but our kids are, are, are bypassing our youth so that we can serve you guys, put on a show. Our kids are, are doing all the talent. They're going to be um, submitting art uh, pieces. We're going to have a dessert auction. And if you can come to that and support us, man, it would mean the world to our kids for you to do that and help them get, get to camp this year. So... That's pretty much it for announcements. The last thing is if you're interested in giving to Renew Church, I just want to let you know that there's a few ways that you can do that. The first way to do that is in person via the envelope in the seat pocket in front of you, and you can drop it off in one of the buckets on your way out. The second way to do that is to do it online by visiting renew.miami forward slash giving. And the third and final way to do that is to do it via text by texting give to 786-565-1165. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for just our church family and being able to worship and, and, and hear a good word. Father, thank you for, for Pastor Ricardo and just bringing the word through him this morning. Uh, I'm thankful for our worship team, Lord. I'm thankful for all my brothers and sisters in the room. Uh, God, we pray for this offering this morning. Pray that you would bless it. Pray that you would continue to use it to, to reach the people of not only this community, Father, but just the world. Father, help us, God, as we worship you in this way, as we, as we trust you in this way. And I pray that you would bless us, Father. You know the needs of the people here. Um, God, we trust you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. See you next Sunday.